Well, hello, word nerds. How's everybody doing today? What's up with you? My name is Spencer, and it is uh, November 7th, 6.54 a.m. I haven't warmed up my mouth yet. Uh, Let's just get into the words. The first word is engrossing. E-N-G-R-O-S-S-I-N-G. Adjective from 1749. Taking up the attention completely. Taking up all the attention. Right now, I hope that this is very absorbing. No, that's the synonym, absorbing. I hope this is very engrossing for you. Keeping your attention. I'm taking all of your attention bit by bit. You don't get distracted by any of those other things. Just just look at look at me in the eyes. But if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, there's no eyes. You have to watch it on the YouTube for the eyes. Engrossingly is an adverb. Um, okay, that's the first word. I need to make a sound effect and we're just gonna go. The next word is engrossment, noun from 1526. One, the act of engrossing. So when we are engrossed in each other's conversation, we are absorbed, uh, we are in engrossment. Number two, the state of being absorbed or occupied. I'm sorry, I can't come hang out with you. I am in a state of engrossment right now. I am occupied and absorbed in the much more important things that I'm doing. Uh, Synonym is preoccupation. I am occupied. I pre-preoccupied myself. Yeah. Next is engulf. E-N-G-U-L-F. Transitive verb. Yes, from 1555. One, to flow over and enclose. The synonym is overwhelm. As in the example, the mountain seas threatened to engulf the island. I just heard about somebody who wrote a book taking those example sentences from a variety of dictionaries and then making a story out of them. And I can't remember what it was called. I might have to look into that. It was called The Dictionary Story, The Dictionary Something. I don't remember. I I heard about it on the podcast, The Allusionist, which you should go uh, check out because it's all about words and phrases and names and just stuff, lots of stuff. And it's great. So the mountain seas threatened to engulf the island because they were going to come over and go over the islands. The seas were going to go over the islands and enclose them completely in a in a tsunami situation and that's very bad and that's engulf what else can be engulfed uh later i will engulf this banana in my mouth with uh, maybe some oatmeal inside of some oatmeal i'm going to my mouth is going to flow over the food and enclose it number two for engulf is to take in by or as if by flowing over and enclosing um it's very similar And what I think is so funny is uh, the example of what we are taking in is food. So yes, literally, I didn't even know this was coming. Literally, this banana will be engulfed by my mouth 
and my tongue and my teeth, and then my in, in the whole digestive system, my esophagus and my stomach, and then it's going to be pooped out someday. That's how food works, if you didn't know. Engulfment is a noun. Uh, yeah. Next is inhalo. Yeah, we're talking about the halo, the thing that we all have above our heads, because we are all angels. Inhalo, transitive verb from 1842, to surround with or as if with a halo, as in a figure inhaloed with misty light. I feel like, can't we just say haloed? Do we say inhaloed? Sounded a little bit weird in the example. A figure haloed with misty light, inhaloed. I don't know. You know, there's we've come across so many of these examples with the en beforehand or the em beforehand to mean you know it's, it's the the verb action of that word. Um, so yeah, inhaloed. Uh, I don't. I guess if I move into the if you're watching the video, there's like a hot spot on the wall there, and now I am inhaloed by the light behind me. Okay. Next is enhance. This is a transitive verb from the 13th century. Number one is obsolete, and the synonym is raise. Like what? Are we talking about raising the dead? Enhance the dead. We want to bring them back to life. We want to zombify them. Enhance them. Number two, the synonyms are heighten and increase. Increase. But especially to increase or improve in value, quality, desirability, or attractiveness. I could use some enhancement, I think. The example is enhanced the room with crown molding. Yep, that's the stuff that goes along where the wall meets the ceiling or maybe even the floor, but usually it's up top, right? That's why it's a crown molding. Uh, it, it has enhanced the value, quality, desirability, or attractiveness. Um, even just some very simple crown molding will do that. You don't got to go crazy fancy. I don't know why people like it. Makes it, it just fills in the space more. Makes it pretty. Makes it fancy. Attractive. I don't know. Um, so, height and increase, improve the value. Uh, enhancement is a noun. So... Uh, how can I not mention how in in various TV shows and movie shows we see uh, some sort of blurry image, maybe from a security camera, and they just say enhance, and they make it better. And I like now that in popular culture, in uh, movies and TV shows, we are now seeing them comment on how that's not really a thing that exists. I mean, it, we are getting to that point. There are programs these days in 2023 that can uh, give something more resolution, sharpen something. We, you know, we're, we're starting to get there. It's a slow process. So maybe in five years or so, we'll be able to say enhance and it'll happen pretty quickly. But we were just watching a show. I think it was the fall of the House of Usher. And I think the guy said, enhance it. And they were like, that doesn't, we can't do that. That's not possible. So I've, I really appreciated that they called that out. No, we're not there yet. We're getting there. Uh, someday, maybe, maybe someday. 
Uh, so that's Enhance. Enhance it makes a crappy look good. Um, but when I was a kid, I had a thing called... What was it called? Now I don't remember. But anyway, it was a thing for, for the Nintendo, and I think they released it for other things as well. And it was an attachment you would put on the cartridge, and you'd put it into the machine, and it allowed you to, I don't know, put in codes or something to to cheat basically and i think the on the cover of the thing it said enhance your games and i remember being with my family in the kitchen and somebody was over and they were like enhance that just means cheat right you're not enhancing it you're cheating you're cheating that's what you're doing it's like well yeah but it's you know it gives you more lives or makes you jump higher or something and uh that what was that thing called i'm gonna have to look that up i don't think it was a comp it wasn't it was a ooh. This is this is hurting my brain. You know what I'm talking about. I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Cause uh, yeah, that was like before there were before games were built in with like cheat codes that you could you'd have to learn about them and then you could put them in um, or or someplace. But this was like nope. It was a completely like third party thing. None of this stuff was built into the game. And somehow it it got into the programming of the game. How did they do that? I don't know. It was very fun. Uh, enhance. Okay, what's the etymology for enhance? Um, let's see. Goes down to the vulgar Latin inal, inaltiare, inaltiare, which is from the Latin uh, in plus altus, which means high, which makes sense because it's all we saw raising and heightening. So ah, uh, high, and then there's more at the word old for some reason, old. Don't know about that one. Yes, raising the quality, the level of things uh, you're you're enhancing. Hmm. Uh, let's see. In Altiare, it became uh, Anglo-French, enhancer, and then it became enhance. Next is enhanced recovery. Two words, noun from 1970. The extraction of oil from a nearly exhausted well by methods more costly and complex than water flooding alone. I I have never done anything with wells or oil or water flooding for that matter. So let's see. So you're trying to get oil from a well that's almost completely empty and... You, I guess one method is water flooding. So maybe that's when you put water into it and it raises the oil up, possibly. Uh, but sorry, maybe that's not enough. And you got to do all these other things that are that cost more than water flooding and are more complex than water flooding. And what would those be? I have no idea. But if it's more costly, then is it even worth getting the rest of the oil out there? Out of it, the thing? Enhanced recovery. We're well, okay, so it's enhanced recovery for one reason because maybe um it's it's the it's the the highest level of recovery that we can do. It's more than water flooding, it's the next level up. But also, you're literally probably raising the oil out of the well, and we know from the word enhanced, the etymology, it's all about raising and heightening and all that. So that's enhanced recovery. Recovering the oil back to its rightful home. Not necessarily true. 
Next is Enhancer. Noun from the 14th century, number one, one that enhances, is the enhancer. Spencer the enhancer, that doesn't quite rhyme. Two, ooh, this is a long one. A nucleotide sequence that increases the rate of genetic transcription by preferentially increasing the activity of the nearest promoter on the same DNA molecule. And that's that's in the science chemistry world. Biology also, maybe? Yeah? Genetics? Nucleotide sequence that increases the rate of genetic trans... I don't understand it. I'll have to sit with it for a while. But the, So just so you know... Just so you know, uh, there is something called an enhancer, which is a nucleotide sequence that increases the rate of genetic transcription by preferentially increasing the activity of the nearest promoter on the same DNA molecule. Next is enharmonic. Enharmonic. Adjective from 1794... Uh, this is of, relating to, or being, notes that are written differently, but sound the same in the tempered scale. Enharmonically is an adverb. Luckily, it gives me an example because I would not know what that means uh, based on the definition alone. So the example is A flat and G sharp. A flat is literally the same note as G sharp. If you don't know music, when you add a sharp to a note, you're raising it a half step, so it's a little bit higher pitched. So, ba, 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 ba. That second note is a little bit higher. That would be the sharp. Uh, and a flat is lowering it by a half a step. So, ba, ba. I don't know if my notes are exactly right, but you get the idea. But then on the keyboard, so you look at it at the keyboard, G comes right before A, even though that's not, it goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then it repeats A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So G and A are right next to each other, the white keys on the piano, and then the black key that's in the between them could be called either G sharp, because it's a half step up, or A flat, the half step down. It's the same note. That's what it is. Um, so, you know, we're not going to get more into that. You get the idea. So they are... Uh, they're written differently. You could write them in sheet music as either A-flat or G-sharp, but it's the same note. That's all it is on the tempered scale. I don't know what tempered means. Um, the etymology says this is from the French enharmonique, which is from Middle French, which means of a scale employing quarter notes. That's what that word means? Uh, that is from the Greek... Enharmonios, enharmonios, which is uh, in plus harmonia, which means harmony or scale. I didn't know that harmony also basically meant scale. Um, so a scale in employing quarter notes, quarter tones, I might have said notes, apologies, that may be the dyslexia, uh, quarter tones. And so, oh, quarter tones, those would be like, so would that be a quarter tone up? So G to G sharp would be a half step, half tone maybe. But it were, why are we talking about the quarter tones? Would be a be halfway in between G and G sharp. I don't know. That's beyond my musical knowledge. Okay. Ba 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 ba
The next word is enigma. E-N-I-G-M-A. Noun from 1539. One, an obscure speech or writing. It's so obscure. I can't understand it. I don't know the words that you're saying. I don't know how to put them together to make any sense out of it. It's obscure. Uh, Number two, something hard to understand or explain. The reasons why I do this podcast are an enigma. I don't know it. I don't know why. I don't know why we do anything. Why do we why do we do the jobs that we do's? I don't know. Life is an enigma. Everything is an enigma. Can't can't explain it. Hard to understand why. Why do we watch sports? Why do we watch movies? Why do we do anything? I know why we eat food so we don't die. Same with sleep. Same with water. Uh, Number three, an inscrutable or mysterious person. Inscrutable. I'm I'm trying to think of what that would mean. Um, Inscrutable. Not a word that I use. But mysterious, I know, I definitely know what that is. Am I mysterious? I think I'm being less mysterious or maybe more mysterious by doing this podcast. I'm not sure. A synonym is the word mystery. Yeah, it's just all about a thing that's like, I don't understand it. I don't know it. I can't figure it out. What is it? It's a puzzle. It's an enigma. This is from, uh, let's see, the Greek enigma, spelled A-I-N-I-G-M-A, enigma, which is from the verb, I guess this is a verb, enisthestai, enisthestai, and that means to speak in riddles. So the Riddler would be an enigma. Uh, Gollum. Gollum likes to speak in riddles. He would be an enigma. And was there more? Um, oh, it's from the word Inos, A-I-N-O-S, which means fable. So it's a story. It's, I don't know how riddles and fables are connected, but anyway, that's an enigma. Um, what, what, um, I think, okay, this is, this is going off in another direction a little bit. Um, there were these books that were made a lot of years ago, and it was all about the Zodiac stuff. Um, I, I'm sort of on the fence about the Zodiacs and all, all, those, all those things. Um, but w- one of the books was there was a, a page for every day, a day of the year, and it would give you all this information about, based on the Zodiac stuff, who you are based on the day you were born. And then there was another book that was all about relationships, and it would be like, okay, this week is called the week of the thing, and then you would look through the book and you'd compare, uh, well, what if I was in a relationship with somebody who was born with in this week of the year, and each week had a name, and if I remember correctly, the week that I was born in was the week of the enigma, and I always loved that. I love the fact that I was born in the week of the enigma, and... Uh, I, I feel like I'm an enigma to myself. I don't really understand. I don't know. Again, it's just life and I don't know. I've taken a, a weird path. I do weird things. Do I? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not any more than other people. But um, yes, I'd wear that as a badge of honor to be born in the week of the enigma. Uh, yes, it's a good word. And here now, coming up real fast, is a related word. It's enigmatic the enigmatic it sounds like one of those machines that you'd buy on a late 
home shopping network thing. Uh, enigmatical is another way to say this. It is an adjective from 1609 of relating to or resembling an enigma. This synonym is mysterious, and another synonym is the word obscure. Obscure, mysterious, resembling an enigma, it's enigmatic. You can be, if you are an enigma, you would be enigmatic. Enigmatically is an adverb. Next is enial. Yeah, enial. E-N-I-S-L-E. Transitive verb from 1612. One, to place apart. And the synonym is isolate. Enial. So you're placing things apart. Putting my hands with the microphone apart. I am annihiling my hands. I have never heard of this one. Um, isolating them. Sometimes you gotta you gotta annihilate children. If they are getting a little bit too rowdy, you gotta annihilate them. Not annihilate. That's different. To- you don't want to annihilate the children, but annihilate is fine. Number two, to make an island of. That's the idea, because the word isle, I-S-L-E, that's like another word for island, kind of. It's becoming separate and isolated from everything else. Making an island, annihiling. I don't know this word at all. Next is enjambment. Enjambment? E-N-J-A-M-B-M-E-N-T. Enjambment. Oh, you can also spell it E-N-J-A-M-B-E. You could throw an E in there. Enjambment. Um, whoa, you can also pronounce this. This seems like more the proper way to say it. Um, Anjaman? Anjaman. Anjaman. Yes, because it's probably French. Anjaman. Okay, what is this word? It is a, uh, a noun from circa 1839. Uh, looks like there's just one definition. Yes. The running over of a sentence from one verse to... To, or couplet into another so that closely related words fall in different lines. And it says compared just to run on. Is that, is that a, an antonym? Is that the opposite? Um, but this one does, it runs over. Okay, what is this? The running over of a sentence from one verse or couplet into another so that closely related words fall in different lines. Okay. So usually we hear a poem, it's like, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da, and each line ends, it's like, that's that line is done, that sentence is done. But sometimes the sentence keeps on going over to the next line, and I guess that's an enjambon. Uh What? Let's see, let's see if we can find an example of one of these. Example of enjambment. Um, okay, let's find something. Uh, I went out and, there's a slash, that means you're going to the next line, lost my way. Yes, I went out and lost my way. That's just a simple example of an enjambment or an enjambment. Um, let's see, that was that run-on. I guess it would be similar, right? It's just it keeps on going, it never ends. Maybe there's never an end to the sentence. Um, the etymology 
says, yes, this is French, Angemon, which is also from Middle French, which means encroachment. So the words on one line are encroaching onto the next line or something. Um, and let's see, it's from Angemer, which means to straddle or encroach on. And that is from the N prefix plus jam, J-A-M-B-E, which means leg. And there's more at jam, J-A-M-B. So you're so it's leg, and then you're straddling your leg. You're the the lines, the words are the lines are the metaphorical legs, I guess, and they're straddling over two lines. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird one, but it sort of makes sense. Okay. The last word is enjoin. This is a transitive verb from the 13th century, number one, to direct or impose by authoritative order or with urgent admonition, as in, enjoined us to be careful. Okay, so what is this? You're telling them to be careful with authoritative order. That's the thing. Um, or urgent admonition. Please, quickly, you got to be urgent here. Uh, please be careful urgently. Quickly be careful. Enjoin. Okay. Hmm. This one, I'm not familiar with that. Number 2A, the synonyms are forbid and prohibit, as in, was enjoined by conscience from telling a lie. Was enjoined by conscience. So your conscience was prohibiting, stopping you from telling a lie. Pinocchio did not have this. He was never enjoined by his conscience. Jiminy Cricket. Uh, so, but, but a lot of us, a lot of us are enjoined. Uh, to to do good things and not tell lies. To be, to prohibit by a judicial order. Also, put an injunction on, as in, a book had been enjoined prior to publication. That is a quote from David Margolik, or Margolik. Uh, so what enjoined? It was prohibited by judicial order. So the book was uh, not allowed legally not allowed to be published. Ooh, what's that book? I want to read that book. Um, yeah, so it's it's all about stopping a thing, prohibiting. Um, the It says a synonym is the word command. So yeah, command is telling you to stop a thing. Whoever's in control is commanding uh, the situation and doing the enjoining. But what is the etymology? This is not at all what I would have expected from this word, although it is literally, the etymology is what I would have expected. It's from the Latin injungere, which is from in plus jungere. I think the J is a Y-ish sound, if I remember correctly, although I could be mistaking my languages. Uh, but basically, that means to join. But how is that about forbidding, prohibiting, commanding? That's a little confusing to me. Joining so it's a bit of a, a bit of a leap. Uh, there's more at the word yoke, Y-O-K-E. Okay, okay, it's time to pick a word of the episode. Episode time, word of the episode time. 
word time. It's word time here on the Word Podcast. We had engrossing, engrossment, engulf, inhalo, enhance, enhanced recovery, enhancer, enharmonic, enigma, enigmatic, enial, enjambment or enjambon, and enjoin. Well, the two that I liked the most were Enhance and Enigma, and I think I just have to pick Enigma because I think Enigmas are fun. I think Enigmas are fun, don't you? Enigmas are really weird, they're like a puzzle, don't you think so too? That's it. That was that was a fun little song. And now I'm going to tell you about a fun little movie called Don't Look Now. This is technically considered to be a horror movie, um, but it is also kind of just a human drama slash thriller kind of um, mystery kind of movie. There's a lot of stuff in there, and it's very good. Um, And um, I don't know what I want to say about it, um, but you should watch it. I think it, at least for me, it deserves a couple of watches. I feel like it's sort of in a lot of, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it. I need to, I've seen it twice now, but I think I need to see it a third time to really get it, get things to soak in. Oh, it takes place in Venice and it's very complicated. You get sort of lost in the architecture and the bridges and the stuff, but, uh, but yeah, it's a good one. Worth a watch. Don't look now. Is that what it's called? There's a few movies that, uh, have similar titles. There's don't look up, don't think now, I think might be one. Uh, But yes, this one's called Don't Look Now. Watch it. This is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening and watching. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, oh, God, I said, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife, Alexa, pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahooglapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.